Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hi. Shining a new light of perspective on your path since 2015. Ooh. I'm Elizabeth Schildcott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Falcon Zimbari. You know what I was thinking are with the Falcon thing? Are you responding to that or are you making fun of me? Have you tuned out? What exactly is We're happening? We're with you. What it's very you? Lady Bird. It's very <laughs> 2018 Oscar nominee. <laughs> yeah, and I'm into it. That's all I'm trying to be <laughs> is a 2018 Oscar nominee. Is it too late for me? No. Okay, great. <laughs> throw, it in, throw your name in the hat. Great. I think it'll it'll work out for sure. I don't know. Bird, the bird just came to me and I'm just riding the wave. How's everybody doing? What's up, you guys? It's almost, so it's January 24th. It's the almost the end of January. I will say that up until like three days ago, January was like, so I felt like I was in a time wormhole where I was like, are we only in January? Yeah. Like time was just like it felt like I was inside of like a weird thing of silly putty that just kept stretching, but I was just in the middle of it and I didn't understand how like days were going by. Fully with you. So weird. So weird. But then I think what happened is the sun moved into Aquarius and the energy started picking After up a little. One, two, three, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Amazing. Let's let, we'll save that for the roses and, yeah. and the roses. Um so let's just pop right into our new fave segment. Bum, bum, bum. Oh man, my sound machine's in the car. Weekend wellness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if anyone wants to. <laughs> I'm just trying to um, do a call to action. I, again, I didn't, so I thought I would do that. Honestly, that's the, the best opposite. call to action I've ever heard because that was terrifying. The opposite of what it should be. Yeah, so if anyone You're wants to um, do us a solid and write us a little jingle for weekend wellness, what I'm thinking is starting with a typewriter sound. Okay. Kind of like a shout out to, you know, like a weekend update t- type thing. Okay. Get, 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 Ding! This weekend wellness. I like that. I also Something think like, like a cute little, like, almost like a Seinfeld intro outro thing. Like, Ooh, or what about like a Rydell High? Yeah. Rydell High. Yeah. Weekend Guys, we're wellness. creatives. We got options. But we don't have any skills, <laughs> so we need help. Okay, so let's try it again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> weekend wellness. This is there we go. embarrassing. Off the you guys rails get already? it. You guys get Jesus. it. Write okay. us a goddamn jingle already. Okay. What you got, Stephanie? Okay, Falcon. so I thought this was funny. Um, I watched The Path on Hulu. Okay. Anybody else? Anyone doing that? And uh, The Path is a show about a uh, religious movement that is named a cult by the people of the society, but they like aren't saying it's not a cult. It's a religious movement. It's like kind of like a la Scientology, but from what I perceive of Scientology versus what they present in the path, it's way more fucking chill than Scientology. Cool. Because it's truly based on I love like a chill version of love and acceptance and community and whatever you guys watch the show. Anyways, <laughs> um, in the movement, the religious group is called the Meyerists and they are trying to um, expand their movement and create like a better reputation for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they hire this like PR person basically. And I'm listening, I'm listening. one of her main initiatives in the show is to do these, sell these crates of juice that, and they're called Myris wellness packs. Myris. Myris. Like it's like the name of the movement, the Myris wellness okay. packs. And it's just like a six pack of green juice. LOL. And I was like, wow, this week in wellness, juicing is coming to Hulu hard. <laughs> I just think it's funny how like this conversation is like, very very clearly infiltrating so many areas of pop culture like that would not have been a thing in a storyline last year so real and so and and then of course the one character is like they're snake oiling our (laughs) sacred cleanses or whatever and i'm like it's true. Like, do I need to be watching the show? Honestly, Am I behind. Yeah, you're kind of something behind. Good? It's the first two seasons are really good. This season, I'm I'm waiting to be wowed by. But um, I just thought that was like funny because contrary to popular belief, I do also do a scripted show. I've never ever heard you talk about any of them ever, <laughs> except for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which hey, I picked good. Yeah, that, no, that was that, that was a one solid one. Took the Golden Globe home. So I'm gonna skip my next weekend wellness thing because. I just don't feel like going into that. Yeah, Yeah. too much. Um, So my week in wellness pick, which I love so much because I spent an hour and 20 minutes Mm. with Demi Lovato on her YouTube uh, documentary, which I never knew I needed that long with Demi, but it was great. I highly recommend it. Simply complicated. Pick one, Demi. Upcoming (laughs) Tell Me You Love Me tour. You love that song. I love that song, but I hate the music video. It's cringy as fuck. 
but aside from that, Sorry. I agree with you. But aside from that, she is going to feature group therapy and motivational speeches for concert goers before her singing starts. Oh, that's amazing. So all of the services will be offered free of charge through cast senders which will be providing the workshops for the tour. And she's actually a oh. co-owner of the centers, which provides mental health and addiction treatment. Oh. And she was a patient there in 2011. Oh. And I just like, she's like surgeoning for mental health. I love that. Yeah. She's giving back to the community that helped her not be crazy. I'm so into that. And just, also she has a, owns part of it. So it's like, Support Do your you local girl. Demi Lovato business, <laughs> exactly. you guys. <laughs> Remember how they had at um, Refinery29, how they had, like, you could get replicas of her tattoos? Uh, I have a sweatshirt that Justine rooms. gave me. It's so dope. It's the creepiest present I've ever gotten, to be honest with you. I mean, it was funny, and it was a gag gift, but it's literally a gray sweatshirt that's only, it's just Tattoo gray. Placement. And it's just Demi's tattoos all over it. I'm like, this makes me feel weird, like I want to live in someone else's skin. Like, I low-key may be a Demi Lovato fan. Sorry, Maybe I'll not sorry. Maybe i a sweatshirt. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, I love a sweatshirt. Don't, don't tell Justine. I'm too busy wearing my Moon Cycle hoodie for 2018. Casual. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I literally wear it every day. I know, it's, it's incredible. Dark. Wait, um, I have one more thing I just remembered I wanted to shout out before yeah. we move on. Um, okay, so last week we talked about the coffee enemas, and I was like, no, thank you. I would rather not put a French press in my asshole or whatever I said. <laughs> and um, <laughs> while I still agree that French pressing my asshole will not be... Um, desirable on the self-care shortlist yeah that doesn't feel like i was just getting the weirdest image i gotta stop um but we got a cool message from one of our listeners and she said that she had her life changed from coffee enemas um they're her most lived by wellness tricks she gives herself one once a week some months she does them every day she says that it healed her debilitating cystic acne after trying oral antibiotics, topical creams, Accutane, everything. The only thing that really helped was the coffee enemas. So I just thought that I would offer an alternative perspective to when I came in hot. Um, and she offered a amazing um, resource. Um, Dr. Max Gerson, gerson.org, talks about the benefits of coffee enemas. Um, and she said that they're incredible for clearing skin. So, you know, I love that combo. Sorry that I was so judgmental. I didn't. I guess I'm used to other people putting things in my asshole, but I'm open to doing it myself. But I'm <laughs> um, Elizabeth, I thought there was maybe one more item that you wanted to mention on this week in wellness. Oh, hmm. What yeah. could that, that be? Just jog your brain. Maybe. Pull out the thing you're most excited about. The ultimate <laughs> evidence of our manifestations and our addiction to synchronicities in uh -huh. that Kelsey Patel was on Vanderpump Rules <laughs> this week. I feel like that's your wet dream. Literally, it's like I, the convergence I was of your two favorite things. Dead. Yeah, I was done. I was like, <laughs> I cannot handle this. And so, for those of us who don't know what Vanderpump Rules right, is, it is a program <laughs> on Bravo. Uh -huh. Part of it, uh -huh. in which um, the servers from the sexy, unique restaurant known as Sir uh -huh. um, live, laugh, love in Los Angeles, <laughs> and. We've talked about it on the show before, but our dear friend, Allie, who happens to work on Vanderpump Rules, had met Kelsey through an event we did, mm -hmm. and we didn't know at the time what was going down on the show, but she said Jax, who's, I would say, like one of the main fuck-ups on the program, is in desperate need of a healer, and we need to... Didn't Jax try to like get you to go home with him once and do cocaine off his table? Maybe. <laughs> I said no. Brandy and Julie, though, were like, why are you... What's wrong with you? So our friends, Brandy and Julie, if you guys ever watched the Pumped After Show that was on last season, yeah. they're friends with us, and we used to troll Pump and Sir during the week. Anyway, you guys did. Yeah. I we was would, And we had, like, a goal to, like, get pictures with everybody, with, like, Sheena and, it's, and James Kennedy. I've got so many stories, you guys. This is for another time. But, um, so... Kelsey was on the program yeah. doing Reiki for the boys. Mm -hmm. And might I just say sexy, unique Reiki? Why not? <laughs> like, it was so amazing. And then... Sometimes you got jokes. Thank you. And then on top of that, just, you know, we kind of book out our editorial calendar, like, 
three, four months in advance generally. Mm-hmm. And on that tip of addict- addicted to synchronicities, who do we have on the program today? The owner of Den Meditation, where said sexy, unique Reiki <laughs> took place. Yes. Tal Rabinowitz. Did Hello. I say it right? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Also a big fan of Vanderpump Rules. Thank you. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Oh. I love when like... Original. Right original. OG. Yes. OG. Here's the thing for me with that show. Like it was kind of like on in the background for me for a little bit. Never. And then when all the like the initial drama happened, it actually held weight because all of those people were friends for like years and years and years. So when that initial first season like cray happened, yes. it like actually was real good like pure but it also, drama don't you maybe because i'm a little bit older i couldn't believe the drama that was happening i'm like they're friends it was, How is this? Wild. It was insane and i watch a lot of reality television people are thirsty for attention and they it know was, they'll get that from and it was drama. the first show that like even elevated what reality television did as far as drama and i yeah. couldn't believe my eyes and i was addicted, addicted. <laughs> i was like this one is done. garbage Stephanie i love it who works in entertainment like just picked the show up and he's obsessed but I was like I'm concerned that if you go deep on VPR I'll never ever be able to relate to you on anything ever again but you relate to it, me it might open him up in a d- better way you, yeah yeah okay and, and also, I start seeing like fucked up shit and I'm like being able to relate also to it. I do think it helps people actually rules, see stuff or have like empathy for people that are train wrecks yes I have a deep relationship to it on another level because it takes place like four blocks from my house so like that's oh, fun we always too. see that girl what's her name yeah and Kristen lives across the street from me <laughs> So that's, that's fun. Another. So it's like yes. a whole thing. So it's just like, I feel like I'm in the mix, but it's like separate. I used to hang out with Stassi back when I first moved to LA. Like, I just do not care about Like, I want to start like interviewing you. Like, I have so many questions about that if you know all of them. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I just was so stoked when we were like, and Tal's going to be on. And then the oh my God, for us, shot for me, it was Den. amazing too. When they came in, I was like, this is blending we're all you, my worlds. And I was so excited. <laughs> oh, also, Tom and Ariana used to come to my dance class. If anybody doesn't watch the show, they're probably like, what now? And Tom yeah. would be in the front row and Ariana in the back. That Don't you love sense. that? Yes. Yeah. They're so a very good. weirdly sweet <laughs> And couple. I would always be there by myself and like would have no one to geek out to about it. I would be like so excited they were in the class and clearly of the 50 other people, nobody cared. And I literally just wanted to be like someone like, you guys, Tom and Ariana are here. My boyfriend but, used to make fun of me. We watch a lot of reality TV together. And so when I started watching it, he'd make, it would be the thing in the background for him. And he'd make fun of me. And now he's a bigger fan than it's anyone. It's so good. Oh, so he really related it. to Jax the other day. And that, I was like, oh, I, I should really well, think about it this. It seems like from what I've heard, Jax is really opening up from the work that Kelsey's is. doing. <laughs> I know. I should maybe have my boyfriend meet Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they actually... He should go to her, should go to her class. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't be that hard. But like have them work so, together. Um... Actually, the TV conversation is kind of an apropos segue because, as we mentioned, you do, you own the den here in Los Angeles, which is a beautiful meditation space that Stephanie and I both are obsessed with. Thank you. But prior to that, you had like a whole other life in entertainment. I did, like totally different life, even though weirdly some things overlap. But I did. I was working in television on the comedy development side. So I got to work with a lot of creatives whether it be actors or writers um help like pull out show ideas you're like so downplaying it but I love that yeah <laughs> you were like a very very young successful executive I was an executive what was <laughs> you were at but why do you NBC? not I don't know I guess I always I was my last job was at NBC are you just minimizing it because I, it's funny you it, I appreciate that and I love and I'm very proud of what I did and I always was like I remember at a certain point when I was debating changing jobs and what to do and all these different things. I remember having a moment of clarity because I was actually discussing things with my parents, like, which I never used to do, but who are both doctors and very successful in their own right. And there became a moment, it became very clear I was actually doing very well for myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember like actually taking a beat and being very proud of myself, being like, wow, I have a coveted job that most people would never get the chance to even have an opportunity to get. And I have to take, and I really did take a moment and I was like very thankful and honored that I even had a shot ever at doing something like that so I guess for me it's just a downplay because it's like what is success we could go in that whole conversation what does it mean I was very lucky I met a lot of amazing people who helped me along the way I also picked very well I think like I chose to work with certain people and they were unbelievably supportive so it was that combination but I had just incredible mentors and people that supported me in a big way so and I work my ass off right of right. course <laughs> and then there's that, and part. that that's like really what stood out to me I was telling you this earlier before we were being listened to (laughs) that you like 
I don't think I've ever seen the photo of an executive female, especially who w- appeared to be 25. I was 25. Yeah. Yeah, I was 25 when I got my first job, which was back then, I don't know now, it was very young at the time. Most people yeah. are still sitting on desks for like five more years at oh, least. Yeah, totally. Um, so I was very young. And on top of it, I looked very, I, you know, like everyone's face starts rounder and it gets, as we get older, just starts getting a little more narrow. Does it? <laughs> it, it, it does. <laughs> I always say the 30s are the perfect. And then all of a sudden you like wish you could like get it back, those cheeks. But so I looked young too. So it was a combination, which was Good and bad. It was really hard sometimes when you're actually trying to like command respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you look like this little girl and especially being a girl. So there were definite times I felt like I really had to think about how I was playing things probably more than people do now. Mm. Um, I just had to be very smart about like when I spoke up, when I didn't speak up. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think there is something to listening and learning and figuring out your place regardless of how old you are and what you are and then acting so that you're acting out of being useful versus just acting. Right. Um, so it was interesting though. I remember people were literally like, how old are you? And I'd come to even give a note. The first few times I got thrown to give notes by myself, like my bosses couldn't go. They're like, you're gonna have to do this by yourself. And I'd be giving notes to 50 old writers who've had very successful like shows on there and they would just look at me like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what's happening. Yeah. And it just, it challenged me to be better at my job. I was smart about what came out of my mouth. I knew I did not have room for too much stupidity. We all make mistakes, but I didn't have, I wasn't given too much room for it. At what point in that trajectory did you turn to meditation? Late towards the end. Everything, I mean, my life, everything kind of happens very quickly. I've never been one like when you say trajectory and it was in hindsight, but I've mm-hmm. never been one to be like, this is what I want to do. I want to go run the comedy department or I want to do this. And it drove everybody I worked with crazy. They, they, it didn't make sense to them. Cause most people are like one day I'm going to run the studio or I'm going to yeah. be a producer. And, and I was always like, I really enjoy this as long as I'm learning and I'm having fun. Um, and I, again, always worked my ass off. It wasn't that I sat back and good things happened. I was working my butt off. But I was always like, whatever happens, happens. I want to be open to the opportunities. And I think because of that, I was really lucky. I mean, certain job choices I made in hindsight, and I know in perception at the time, were probably, are you guys too young? Like, do you remember the game Frogger? Yeah. Arcade yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So I used to say, like, to me, life is a game of Frogger. And I remember the moves I made that were backward slants, which most people wouldn't do, especially in entertainment, because you're, like, clawing to make any movement forward. Mm. And I made a couple of big backward slants that, like, skyrocketed me. Because it's like, you know, then with the Frogger, like, you move backwards so that the path clears, and then the frog can go all the way across the street. Yeah. So for me... I like it, that. That's a cool visual. Yeah, I remember when it happened. That was, like, the perfect way to describe it. And I used to try and tell so many assistants that I would see just sitting there. And they'd get these cool opportunities, and they wouldn't take them because they were sitting on a desk at NBC and that seemed like the end-all be-all. Right, right. And I'm like, no, like you got to let go of this. Sometimes you have to go here and it'll be a clear path for you. And I feel like I was very lucky in that regards because I wasn't so tied to one thing. Mm-hmm. I was more open to those moves. And again, they're only in hindsight do I realize those were the moves and it moved me forward. But I was open to moving sideways and I was open to moving what some people perceived as backwards mm-hmm. because it felt good at the time. So I think That's, that helped. Like as far as trajectory, it was right. never like planned. It was just kind of like just being present in it I guess when you were making those whatever directional moves that you were doing was there a thing in your head where you were instead of following the path that people said was laid in front of you it was really the path that felt the most stimulating to you absolutely happened all the time and again like it baffled people at times I mean even as simple as probably a bigger one to talk about is when I took the job at Sony, you know, I was working at WB that disappeared, which is so sad because I love that place. What was it? WB. Oh, right. We're talking like Dawson's yeah, Creek yeah, yeah. and oh, all those fun yeah. shows. Yeah, Which just hit 20 years. I know. It was like, our president just what? sent a thing around. I loved it. And that to me like yeah. formed me as an executive. It was my first executive job. Fun. And when that disappeared, I went and like traveled around Vietnam for a little bit and had a good six months. And I was choosing between two jobs and weirdly it was NBC again, which is where I ended up ultimately, but it was to go be like a VP at NBC or a VP at Sony. Now at that time, people were like, um, NBC, clearly it was a studio. Sony, they were like, Sony is a joke. No, Sony this, Sony. I mean, it was just like a studio that was just starting. And I remember being like, I don't know. I didn't even play them off each other. I got two offers and I took the lesser of offers. I made less money, even though you know in this, it was so clear because I was like, I don't want to do that. I like the people who offered me the job. I didn't yeah. want to like gouge them just to get these people up. And I went because my gut just told me it was weird. I took the interview just to take interviews. And every time I walked into that building, there was just something in me that made me feel like I was supposed to be there. Wow. And so I ended up 
taking that job and all my agent friends were like, of course, do what you want to do, but really? I mean, I got a lot of that. And like a month after I took the job is when the rotating like doors of NBC started happening where they just constantly kept fired. Everyone kept moving and nothing was steady. And weirdly, Sony, the presidents at the time really started figuring out how to make a name for an independent studio. And so it was one of the best moves I made. Again, no clue why. I just did it because it felt right. Mm. So yeah, I did a lot of things. People were like, what? I just love that because I feel like that's such an important lesson for other people Huge, where I think. you think, you know, like, okay, when I got into stand-up, it was like, you have to do this, what you have to do. And then those are things you have to get. And like, those are things you have to check off your list. And then those things start to become like, they completely create blocks for you in your pathway to success. Yeah. Cause you think if you're not get, you think that's what it's supposed to look, I do, look, I'm older now. So a lot of stuff is like with babies. I have a lot of friends on that path and I struggled like trying to have a baby. And I try and tell everyone like, remember when you're going on that journey, what do you really want out of it? Like you have to, to me, it's like, what's the bigger thing you want? Not how you're going to get there. What's the bigger thing you want? So for me, it was, I want to be a mom. That comes in so many shapes and sizes and different ways to get there. And once I could take that step back and figure out a different way, it happened in two seconds. We ended up adopting. I have the most amazing child. She's insane. And she couldn't be more like me. It's crazy. So, I mean, it all does come full circle. But I see friends of mine whether it be in careers or like in this, where they get stuck because it's like, no, I, I want this. And every time I say, but what do you really want? It keeps going back like to- banging it, your head up against the wall. Yes, it goes back to the tiny details of what they want, not the bigger picture of what they want. And same thing with careers. Like, well, what do you really want out right. of this? Like, what, what is it ultimately you want? Don't say I want that, because there's 20,000 different ways to get there. Totally. And like, you have to figure out your way. And I do find if you're hitting a block- I wish more people would realize this. If you're hitting a block, it's because you're not supposed to go through that door. Mm. And it doesn't mean you can't get to what you think is on the other side. There's probably a different way you're supposed to go. Because the block creates this also this thing where it's like, if you get that thing that you think that you want, you won't be satisfied because your your mind is already going to be on the next thing that you think is on that checklist. That's so true. And it's like, and if people would just be more open to, wait, there might be a different way to go they'll probably get what they want faster. And it right. might look a little different than they thought. It might even be better. Um, so it's the same thing with careers. I'm like, if they would just, like for the assistance at the time, let go of, no, I need that, and remember what it is they wanted, they'd probably be a little more fluid in some of the choices they'd be making. They probably yeah. wouldn't be working there. Well, that's, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but that's just from my own personal agency right. experience you have the that same lasted thing. three months. Thank God. Right. Well, you're lucky because yeah. then sometimes you stay too long and, and you And then get... the soul would have been literally sucked from my body and I probably <laughs> would no longer... And you started on the agent side. And for me, yeah. I, I really feel lucky that I didn't do that because I did keep my soul. And it's part of why I think... I was successful in the career to go back to that as a woman is I really always did stay true to who I was. I dressed like shit because I'm a slobby person. I mean, this is like the nicest I've been in a long time. It's like <laughs> I, wor- great, I wore flip flops to major meetings. Like I was me and therefore I related to the creatives much better because I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't. So then we could get to what was really important, cool. which was the material. So I didn't, I didn't lose my soul in it, but people do. And it's sad. And yeah, then- because they're operating from also fear. And then yes. what sparked the pivot into what you're doing now? Right. So the question you were asking. So talking about that, I could feel the last couple of years, my soul was starting to hurt. Not selling, not like I wasn't being me, but I was feeling a little bit emptier, getting a little bit more bored. I was on the network side now, which I know for a lot of you means nothing. But so the simple version of that is it's a little bit more corporate, less on the creative. That's just the nature of the job. It works better for a lot of people. For me, it was a, further from what I think I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think I should have been doing any of it at that point. So it was good that it was further because it pushed me. I wasn't happy. I joke all the time. My old boss and I, who ultimately like did have to like end my contract and fire me, she and I get along great. She was put in a really tough situation because I was very good at my job. And she knew I did very well with the creative. Um, I was a pain in the ass by the end. Like Honestly, in hindsight, I look back and I wasn't happy, which meant I made her life very difficult. Mm. It's hard for me to say it then, but I see it now. It's like, oh yeah, I know how I get when I'm annoyed. It's the worst version of myself. I was short, like impatient with her, like just bitchy, like expecting her, especially now that I run a bit, expecting her to have answers. I'm like, she didn't have fucking time to look for that stuff. Like, why was I being... And I'm sure for her at a certain point, it's like, I don't have time in the day for this. So I get it a thousand percent. A, A year before my contract even ended, I'd already been talking with my boyfriend saying like this is a time you're supposed to be like playing this up and like getting other interviews and I'm like I have no desire I think I actually need a break would you be okay if this contract ended if I took some time this was a year before like a whole year wow and I asked permission because I knew that financially I would maybe need some support who knew I just wanted to know like would you be okay with that and he was and so I never did play 
anything. I never went. I waited. And when it ended, I had to remind myself that. And even though there was like an ego sting for sure, because that just comes with the territory, I always knew in my core it's what I needed to happen. Yeah. And I needed it out. So to add meditation into the mix, which I know you've been asking about, you're like, get to it. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Is um, I started meditating my last year and a half, two years, I can't really remember when I was at that job. I had a lot of shit going on. I wasn't happy in the job. I was going through a divorce, a bunch of crap. So I started meditating. I was doing TM, Transcendental Meditation, for those who don't know. Um, and I was desperately trying to keep a regular schedule for myself. Like, how can I do this twice a day so I can really have a good practice? Which is hard for most people, I yeah. would say. Especially for me. So I kept looking everywhere online, like, oh, that's fine. I'll just go before work, like any you can do for anything else. Like, I'll just go and I'll take a quick class. And even if I just do my mantra or if I'm not driving with the, like, the teacher, at least I'll be sitting there and I'll meditate. It was nowhere. And then I was like, well, I'll go after it. I just kept looking and looking and looking. I mean, every day I would get online and it mm -hmm. was nowhere. And I couldn't believe that. I was like, wait, more people aren't meditating. This is so strange. <laughs> right. And then that spring I was in New York for Upfronts and I was like, oh, I'm in New York. They'll have it here. They have everything here. And they didn't have it there either. And I ended up, I feel like I've told this story so many times, I ended up at the Dharma Center for three hours in New York, which I happened to have the time because I was there for work and it was the weekend. And that's when it crystallized for me where I'm like, hey, we need like a center somewhere like yoga. You can drop in, take a class that's faster because even though I love this, I don't always have three hours. I can't right. always sit through a two hour class. Like sometimes I really just need to do it before I go to work. So, and also in being there, I was like, Again, I love it. And I'm very comfortable, but I'm like, there's so many people who'd be so uncomfortable walking in here right now. Like, are you supposed to take your shoes off? Are you this? Oh no, can they smell the Even meat the on name, me? Like, like yes. the Dharma Center the is Dharma kind Center. of like, oh, I don't know. What are you subscribing know. to? Yeah. I don't know if I believe in this stuff, so therefore right. I shouldn't go. They'll figure and me what's out. Dharma? They're going to be chanting. Like, what are we dealing with? Right, and there was, um, <laughs> which I love. But I mean, I love all that stuff, but I'm also, I feel like I get why it freaks people sure. out. So to me, the whole idea of crystallized of not even just making it easy as far as being able to drop in, making it accessible in the sense that I'm a big believer everyone needs to be who they are, period. I don't care what that means. So even at the den, like if we're having like a party and we're drinking something, someone's like, wow, you're drinking and you meditate. I'm like, if it's not comfortable for you, drink tea. We have tea as well. Like do what feels right for you. Be a vegetarian, be a vegan if that's what's right for you. If it's not right for you, don't do it. To me, everyone has access to spirituality. Every, there's spirituality for everyone and it comes in different forms for everybody. And to preach that there's only one way to get it or one mm -hmm. way to do it or attain it is just alienating a huge part of the population. That is so retrograde. Love. Yeah. Like so, that's really like so aligned with why we do this show. It's why I open up the den for that reason. And it's like, you know, a lot of times people look at me, they're like, you don't seem like a typical meditator. I'm like, but what does that mean? You're like, you don't know how calm the inside of my head is. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but, or how much more it would be if I. Right. If I wasn't. Yeah. Absolutely. But also like it's. That's my point. It's for everybody. Right. Like it's yeah. it's for and also you need versions of me that are a little bit more type A and crazy because then I can help create a business that provides it for other people. Like you know what I mean? Some some you have to have that personality, otherwise you're not the one behind the business. It's just yeah. it's different personalities fit different things and we're all of use in some shape or form. It's interesting totally. the intuitive hit you had in terms of being able to identify the need for meditation spaces to be accessible to people because we covered I f this about two years ago when we were in New York and we uh, had a great interview with the founders of Mindful, yes, which is a great space in yes. New York. And um, now there's so many options and I feel like that is like, and I feel, you know, they always say things start on the coasts and then move their way and they are. throughout the nation. And so I'm so excited, like I, for our listeners who are throughout the nation, throughout the nation, <laughs> I'm so excited for our listeners that like, this is something that's becoming accessible because if it's, if not in your major city soon, it probably it, will be. Yeah. And it probably is. And it's just not being uncovered yet. Um, it's funny because I'm actually really good friends with the mindful owners because we basically opened around the same sure. time. Mm -hmm. um, and we fell in love with each other because we came at it from almost the exact same way. Um, and it was just awesome. And it's been awesome to ride the wave together and to see it happen. And I mean, they're, they're great. Yeah. Lodro uh, uh, and yeah. Ellie. Yeah. Love them. Check that episode out. That was so long ago. Oh <laughs> my God. It was, that was December, 2015. I love that you remember 20 that. 15. Yeah. 2016? 2015. 2015. Yeah, probably 2015. That was the first time I got Botox. I remember because I was walking <laughs> the streets. I was walking the streets of New York and my face felt really cold. And then I realized that my Botox was just crystallizing. 
And then it was also December. Yeah. And I was like, my face is really cold, but it feels like it can't move <laughs> in like a new way. Because you know when you get it, it like, you don't feel it for like three weeks. It's, we were just having a long conversation about, it was a bunch of teachers actually, which was hilarious because people wouldn't expect it. And one teacher came in and was like, I'm not ready for Botox yet. And like three teachers at the same time were like, just get it. <laughs> and it's funny. And people ask me about that all the time. I'm like, again, everyone needs to do what's right for them. If you're getting Botox because you can't walk out the door because you're so ashamed of yourself, probably not a good idea. Right. You probably need to do yeah. some inner work. Right. But if you love if you're a smooth getting a forehead, because, yeah, because well, why just, not? You want a little zhuzh? Like, yeah, go for it. Totally. We love a toxic facial and over here. Like, when you, you talk about reality, you watch Housewives. Yes. I mean, so Siggy, like, that's a whole nother thing. But she, I mean, I won't get into it. That could, like, <laughs> Is Siggy the, the dog on Vanderpump? Just kidding, guys. <laughs> no, that's Jiggy. So close. <laughs> By the way, very close. Yeah, real, real Siggy close. Siggy is Housewives of New Jersey. Oh. And Which she's, I can't she's, really um, deal with. She acts as... I mean, I don't, that's not fair for me to say acts because she actually makes money. She is... Not a healer. How would you? How would you? She's a life her, coach, a, life a coach? relationship coach. I don't know. I'm not really. But I if you saw her on the, unfortunately, this season for her was an example of why you should not go visit her as a life coach, or oh. why you shouldn't be on reality television. I mean, if you don't she ruin unraveled your in a big way, like yeah. and big way to the point where I'm like, look, we all have our moments, and we yeah. all do shitty things. She couldn't even get the awareness of that she did those shit. Like she was that unraveled. Like she so didn't even dark. have the moment of like, I'm ashamed. That was my lowest version. So, so like she couldn't even see. I don't think she still sees it. I, I don't think she, she can quit. see it. She quit. Well, that's uh-huh. probably. I think she saw. <laughs> but my point is, she saw. The, but the reason was her whole thing was always she would do these like um, forums of like learn to love yourself, and then now let's go outside, go meet my Botox person. Now go meet the person who can get you a facelift. Now go meet this person. And, oh, it was, and then my favorite was the headshots for your social media profile. Your headshots, and so it was odd because it's what? like our dating profile. Yes, here's a photographer who's going to teach you how to like look your best, and then we're going to. It was all basically about was, how to fix the outside. Yeah. And again, I think there's a happy medium. I don't think there's anything wrong with fixing your outsides and that makes you happy. But if you're depending on it, then you're starting from the wrong place. Not the vibe. Mm-hmm. Not the vibe. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of people who do struggle with that exact thing where like they are doing the inner work and then they want like the thing. And they feel like it goes and against. And they feel like it goes against it or like they're lying or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, as long as you know that that's p- part of the conversation. Remember, we were it. actually at Mindful and that girl like Botox shamed us yeah she did and she was like you guys don't need Botox we're like yeah because we got it yeah like obviously it (laughs) doesn't look like we need it and she's like I can't believe you work in wellness and you're like putting those toxins in your body we were like "Uh, okay (laughs) bye I also go in the subway and inhale all the carcinogens yeah it's like but I mean that's an interesting point though because there is I mean, God, it's like so many things I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying, but that's life. Um, I have, I also struggle with like when you flip through just Instagram or social media and it's not even just like the non, but it's the, the healers every single second that are trying to make names for themselves and they will and they should and I'm so glad they're spreading great messages but it's like an overabundance of this positive message that's just being regurgitated over and over again and to me, I can, I can feel it clearly off the page when it's real and when I can feel like it's for lack of a better word, authentic. I know it's being overused. <laughs> and when it just feels like people are just trying, like, this is who I need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where I feel like everyone's trying to subscribe. Again, it goes why I started the den. Everyone's trying to subscribe to a certain thing. And even though this is, quote, unquote, a good thing, it's like, no, no, no. If you're losing a sense of who you are and forgetting that you have levels and layers, you're, you're, you're not still living the walk. Like, you're not learning what you're preaching. Fully. Like, I love Does when that makes sense? Totally. Like, I love Without, when a like, teacher is people. like, no, that's that's real like yeah. when a teacher admits that they had a hard day or like they're in it too you're just or they like, handle something in a shitty way that is my favorite shit because sometimes I look online I'm like there is no way I've now been following you long enough that you woke up every single day feeling this way I just know you didn't because you're human and there's a day you didn't wake up feeling that way so either don't post or post something that's a little bit more real about it so it feels like there's levels. Mm-hmm. And I've been so to me it's the same thing about you're right like sometimes you go on a subway you're breathing in this shit so don't forget like there's shit everywhere and it's more to me like how can you live amongst it than pretending it doesn't exist at all mm-hmm. yeah you're not outside of your own humanity yeah so I want to ask a thing about the den when you were deciding to put this together obviously I'm not going to ask you about like the business plan but <laughs> so I am curious um how you kind of like decided on times of classes or styles of meditation or oh, that's how question. you kind of were like this is what it's going to look like Okay, I always knew I wanted it. I always had a very specific vision of what it physically had to look like and the idea of, like, in a perfect way, classes 
available almost all day. I want, again, easy. I wanted everything about it to be easy. Mm. Um, at that point, because it was so early and it didn't, it was, it was, I was terrified about finding teachers, to be honest. I would like lose sleep at night of how am I going to do this? How am I going to find enough teachers to fill a schedule that are, want to do this? Because it's a different thing to do. Not everyone who teaches meditation or, you know, has practices wants to teach. So, and weirdly that ended up being fine. And I'll never forget the day. It was Thanksgiving weekend I was away and I was sitting down with like a map of like all the teachers I decided I wanted to work with that agree like that I'd already like on the path with and gotten times in this and I sat down and I was like starting a schedule and I already told myself hey if you start with three classes a day you start with three classes a day be okay like be okay with it like that's so I was already going in trying to be easy on myself and I mapped it out mapped it out and I'm like okay I think this works and I took a step back and it was a full fucking schedule. And wow. I, I literally get goosebumps every time because if you have ever started a business, you know it's the tiny little things that you need in those moments that elate you, that you feel mm. like it's little things. Like for me, it was the first time a teacher contacted me to meet. I was like, really? You it's found working. me? Like, <laughs> I don't have to like research you and then go drive like all the way across Los Angeles. Like It's little things yeah. that feel like tiny successes. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge success for me where I looked back and was like, Oh my God, I wanted it to be diverse. I wanted to feel like we offered more things. That was very important to me. And I do think that's a vibe of the den. It's not just mindfulness. It's not just focus-based classes. Or if you don't believe in woo-woo stuff, it's not just that type of meditation. Um, we're a mix. So like you can have a chanting class, a mantra-based class as well. You know, we do psychic classes, intuitive classes. So like Kelsey Patel, we were talking about, she's one of my favorites. She's been with us since the beginning. We do Reiki healing circles all the time. So we have a little bit for everyone. And I think it's important because I think a lot of people who walk in thinking they're going to do it one way and they branch out a little bit end up really filling more needs than they ever thought. I like Angie's morning energy class. She's great. She's great. That's and by the way, and that's a perfect class also for someone who's nervous about like the woo-woo stuff and just wants straight meditation. Totally. Right. We offer it all. And I'm proud of that. And I try and really keep that balance because that's how I am. I crave different things. Totally. And then also just the space in general. And, and I've talked to you about this before because you, you create kind of like this choose your own adventure option <laughs> with like so many amazing cushions and blankets and like just like get cozy if you want to. Yes. Um, and that was something I struggled with for a little bit of just like, am I supposed to be laying down? Should I be like what works for me? And like because of my experience in the den, like it just kind of I check in and see how I feel. And, and that's go how with it that. should be because I'm the same way at home. Like sometimes I'm actually like sitting on my floor in like proper posture and actually having like and I'm, this, I'm going for the great session. And sometimes I'm like I'm really fucking tired and I curl up in bed and like I lift myself up slightly on a pillow and I close my eyes and I meditate for whatever that means. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Nap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I, again, sometimes you need different things. And look, we provide it. I would love and, for people to learn the proper posture and really work on getting there. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that every time you're going to do it or want to do it. Also the restorative Or have to class. do it. That's, restorative that, is amazing. Like, rocks my fucking socks off. It's have you just done like the one at Studio City stretch. too? Ooh. No. Yeah, because we have I two haven't. locations now. So yeah, because yeah. she, people are loving her also. It's it's everything I love. Oh, in good. a little perfect I love hearing 45 that. minutes. Was there ever a point where you, when you made the transition, you were like, is this right? Like, I should I go to? back? And yeah. kind of like, never, even now, are you, do you look at entertainment and It's never about yourself? going back because I never felt like I left it. Everyone's like, you left it and shut the doors. I'm like, no, I knew I needed something else in that moment. First, it was rest and mm -hmm. a break. Mm -hmm. And then this came up yeah. to actually do it. So I've never felt like, I, I'm always like, if I wake up one day with a crazy creative idea or have a desire to be back in there, I'll figure that out. It probably right. won't look the same as it looked before, but I'll figure it out. So I never have that fear Ugh, that that I opportunity. I love that you're saying that. Yeah, I, so I have zero fear that that opportunity is closed. Maybe I'll find out it is, but I also think I'm pretty open to knowing if I want it, I'll find a way to do it. Again, that doesn't mean I'm going to go run a studio. Not that I even want to do, do that. You <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, if I want to produce, I'll find a way to produce. If right. I want to work with writers, yeah. I'm going to find a way to work right. with writers. Um, it's actually been fascinating to watch how the business changes because I'll fit in it differently anyway. Yeah. Um, was I nervous? I had this idea since I was there. I took time off. I kept not jumping down it. I would like piddle, like I would do little things here and there. Like I'd have like my list of like almost like a production list of what's everything I need to know or do or figure out in order to even make this work. I would do stuff like that and I would back off. And part of the reason I think is because I know me once I really like really direct my energy to something it happens and it happens fast so mm. I think part of me was scared because I knew once it would happen that's your whole life it's a, starting a business it's a lot and so 
weirdly, when I finally, I think it was maybe I was seven months, eight months, nine months out, I don't remember, and clearly the baby stuff wasn't happening either. <laughs> and there was just a moment, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I remember having that moment of like, what the fuck have I done with myself? I'm a doer. Yeah. So to have eight months of like, in my mind, nothing to show for itself, which again, that you don't have to operate that way in life, but that's how I was feeling. I had that moment of going, oh, how have I not been working on this business the whole time? Like, what is wrong mm -hmm. with me? And I told my boyfriend, starting today, mark my words, I have to move forward with it. And I emailed, I had already, like in my defense, picked the name, and I had already gotten in touch with a trademark attorney a while ago to do that. But that was the day I got in touch with my tax guy and said, here's my name, I'm getting a trademark for it, I need a tax ID. Because I knew once I could open a bank account, it would become very tangible. Sure. And even then, then I started moving forward, like trying to do the business plan and like getting into it and starting to look for space. And I was in St. Lucia on an amazing trip by myself. Like could not have been more, I think we talked about, I think I told you this story, right? I could not have been more connected like to the universe if you want to talk like that. It was amazing. It was an incredible trip. And I remember saying, oh God, do I really want to do, like if I do this, it's full steam ahead. Should I be doing this? Am I going to be putting my energy where I'm supposed to be putting mm -hmm. my energy? So when I was meditating one day, I asked the question and I said, I literally looked up and said, please, this is going to be a lot of energy and I'm happy to put my energy here and do this and do it right. But if that's not where I'm supposed to be putting my energy, let me know and I'll go figure out what that path is supposed to be. And, and I meditated mm -hmm. and I'm not joking. It was like an hour later, I got an email from the tax guy. He was like, congratulations, here's your tax ID. It came through and maybe two hours. I, I mean, I changed the times all the time. It was in a very short period of time within yeah. the same day. The lawyer, they don't know each other. They're across the country from each other who I'd spoken to six months earlier emails me, congratulations, here's your trademark. Beautiful. So you're like, I got the answer. I laughed. I, I just started laughing. I was like, got Perfect. it. I'll shut up. Uh -huh. I always am looking for an excuse. I got it. No more excuses. And, I think and then it was open doors three months later. You said something wow. really interesting about having that, like, what the fuck am I doing moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with any concept. Like with myself, with any, that moment, yeah. I felt like I had nothing to show for myself. Right. Yeah. But, like, we have to have those moments in order to double down and, like, pick a lane or, like, whatever yeah. the case may be. Like, those moments in my life when I've had the what the fuck am I doing? Is this right? Like, where am I going? Like, what's happening? I, they, I then I'm allowed, I'm given permission to really take like a hard look at things. Yeah, and also and take as a leap. Hard, exactly, and as hard as those moments are, they're so necessary. Yeah, especially for someone like me who started working, I mean, I worked through college and then had a pretty great job right out of college and was all of a sudden I was like, it was my choice. I wanted to be like relax taking time. Right, but it's hard. It was a weird feeling. And again, probably for me, that's exactly what I needed to be doing. It's like taking a break, letting it all chill enough so this could really surface the way it needed to surface. So I had enough energy for it. Because mm -hmm. it's a lot of energy. Um, but yeah, it's true. It gives you the moment to be able to look at yourself and be like, why aren't what are you scared of? Like why aren't you moving forward? Yeah. But also like we don't know. <laughs> what's funny and fucked up is like we don't know what forward looks like so know. like you are moving forward just because you don't have like whatever physical thing that you think that you're supposed to have in right. that moment to be like good job like, absolutely gold star in your forward momentum journey like we're always it's still happening time's still passing and like so much is converging at yeah, all and, points and, for us and you're downloading like totally. so i totally agree with you and that's what i mean like for me that was my moving forward which i needed i actually needed that time to download and i learned a lot of stuff about me and a lot of it was honestly how our child came to be too so it, I mean it all made sense but it was funny because the typical type a personality that was my reaction right and so that's like what gave me like the little kick in the ass to start moving forward because I was really reticent I was like holding back from doing it because I think I just knew it'd be all-encompassing yeah it's a huge undertaking it's, it's not small <laughs> no <laughs> you're managing like so many moving I, parts all the I time I joke I'm like I feel like I'm doing like 10 businesses in one because it's always there are so many parts to it but what I like about the way that you talk about it is just this idea of like it's over here for now and then if I want to go over there like I'll go over there and like I just wish that like more people could have the courage and I, I'm saying this also for myself too like just to be more free with where you think you're able to move in life you know and like not really subscribing to whatever limitations that everyone else says like exist for you. I think everyone needs, that's where like meditation actually is a great thing for people. Cause I think ultimately it's trusting yourself and, mm -hmm. and knowing that it's all going to work out. I weirdly always, I mean, I was like, even out of college, I remember like going on job interviews and people were like, what's your 10 year plan? And I was like, I just feel like I'm going to be 50 and look back and it's all going to make sense. That would be my answer. And back then people great were like, answer. but yeah, but they'd be like, I would normally just 
tighten up and I'm like uh, but they would uh, all look that. at me like I was crazy by the way now that I work and I see what wellness is and now I understand that answer but it makes me laugh that I actually said that answer and I'm sure they were all like what the fuck like, like okay <laughs> sweetie yeah great okay good luck and I said I'm sure I'll probably knowing me I'll do a bunch of different things that interest me I'll do like a really good job and also I'll be 50 and I'll there'll probably be something that's not even created yet I actually said that in one there'll probably be a job that doesn't even exist yet so I can't even tell you that will make sense with all that stuff I do yes that's literally what I said to a woman <laughs> in Beautiful. one of those job like I remember and she her head like turned sideways and and I and I've said versions of that in many times because that's honestly what I believed I couldn't answer the five-year plan or the 10-year plan ever and you never and wanted to can't, be a to meditation be teacher. It's not how I operate. Teacher, is that what you just Yeah, asked? you never wanted to. I think I that's st- fascinating. I struggle with it because people ask me that a lot. That was not why I got into it, and that was not why the den existed. The den existed because I was a consumer looking for something, and I thought other people needed it too. Right. And I think I was very honest in that, never pretending to be more than that, mm-hmm. in the sense, like I, I was like, no, I'm not a teacher. I was not trained to be a teacher. So I, I wanted to be very clear, because I do respect what teachers do, and I was very picky on who we brought in, because I think it's important. You have people's livelihoods in your hands. Yeah. And so I have an immense respect for teachers, and I love working with people and talking to people. So it doesn't mean I won't go there one day. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we have a teacher training program, and if I didn't have a child because it's on the weekends, I would absolutely at least do it, you know, yeah. and then see because it's a pretty incredible program. But no, and I was very honest about it because people were always like, nobody would know. You could just teach. You should teach. I'm like, but that's irresponsible. Right. Yeah. I was like, that's irresponsible. That's not the people I'm hiring to bring in are qualified and are fantastic and yeah. I can learn a lot from them so totally no it's like I, I yeah I came at it from a different angle and I think I just honored that angle instead of trying to all of a sudden fit a different way which might have made more sense for the business but no well, it is what it is it would have turned you into like somewhat of a guru like, <laughs> right tell the owners well, here everyone be careful and I'm certainly She's not gonna teach her class now <laughs> right you know well we're so happy that you made the decision to create what you created because it's so special. Oh, I mean, it's been amazing to just meet so many people through it and like the community that's created. I always say it's only as good as the people who come in. So that's been amazing to like see those people and see how it's actually transforming yeah. lives. So you have two locations, one on La Brea in like one, West Hollywood. Yeah, one mid-city. LA proper yep. area. One mid-city La Brea on 4th and then one in Studio City in the Valley on Ventura. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is like your biggest observation about just the people that come through the doors or even just like people in general in life? Like it's totally different kind of uh, voyeurism. I feel like watching people go through that experience. It is. It's fascinating. It's, um, you know, you're catching a lot of times you're catching a lot of people at a rough time of their life. Like you mm-hmm. get a lot of people who are coming in broken in some sense or form so whether it be they're sick you know we get that a lot like they're sick and this helps with their recovery whether it be bad breakup like like a total identity getting fired or not knowing to do with their job loss like a death in the family or someone that's close to them so you get people at their rawest form Mm. sometimes for good no one goes to meditation like i'm so happy and everything i mean and i think that's starting thank god i think i think it's permeating enough in that people realize it's just part of wellness and i think we're getting there just like people go work out who are happy totally we're not fat you know it's like it's or not healthy it's like people just go because they realize it's good for them yeah Um, i feel like we're starting to just like get there but no a lot of times especially in the beginning you got people that were really needing something um and that's good and bad I mean it's amazing because you can be there for people in their stories and sometimes it can be difficult like and sometimes you're just dealing with people who aren't you look you really learn how to regulate their meditation and if you don't know what that means it's like you learn that your emotions don't take over so Mm -hmm. even if you're angry that doesn't alter necessarily who you are or how you behave that day so a lot of times you're dealing with people who don't know regulation or have it yet or understand it. Yeah. And as a customer service business, that can be difficult. Interesting, right? Because you're coming, you guys are all like chilled out and managing things. Yeah, and you're just dealing with people who might just be unhappy about certain things. And you get it. You can see it clearly. Wow, they need the practice. This Mm -hmm. is what they need. Um, But it's fascinating because things come up that probably wouldn't come up in the average business in that regards, you know? And then so as like a witness to yourself in that moment, I think a like a, a witness a few things patience. Um, I, I and I am very patient, more patient in that regard than I am in my own personal life. Mm. I think what I learned about myself through a lot of it was I need a break. 
that was a huge thing because I go, 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 go. And I take on like one of my favorite things to do is like sit with a good friend and like really just hash it out and talk about stuff like with anyone. Like I love to be there for people. I mean, it's part of why I opened this place. I mean, it really makes sense. I love to take care of people and things and make sure people are okay. And then all of a sudden I did the ultimate version of that. And especially when I was in the studio all the time and working there, I think what I realized quickly is I actually do have a limited capacity and I do get drained and I never thought I did. And it's been, and I'm still learning it. I'm still trying to figure it out what that means for me, how to still stay connected and love and, and, and be able to share my energy with others, but also still take care of my own. That's been a huge thing that came out from it that I'm still struggling with. I want to say something about your energy as a business owner and like a leader within your organization that you've created is that before you and I met when we sat next together to, I can't talk today. I know It's really hard. I don't know what's going on. When we sat next, we met because we sat next to each other at Ryan Weiss's birthday dinner and I had been into the new location at the time it had just opened and you were working behind the desk and I remember thinking, the person that works here is so nice. Like I, you did not have the vibe whatsoever of like, this is my spot. And like I created it. And I think that that's such a beautiful energy to put forth as a leader of just like, for lack of a better word, just like being of the people and like being of service. And then to meet you just days later and then you're like, oh yeah, I own the den. And I was like, oh, I think you're booked to come on that so retrograde. It was just all yeah, so beautifully all, synchronistic. True. And I then we Vanderpump like three rules. days before that yeah. actually. And then Vanderpump rules and now we're here and it's like, wow. I know. <laughs> it's true. It's That's a huge compliment. Thank you. But I mean, that's how it sh- that's what I feel like it should be. I don't think anyone should define themselves by their right, jobs. Right, but it was just like leading Period. by example in, in a really beautiful way. Thank you. I mean, I do, it's, I feel like it gives me a chance to actually, when I am in there, get to know people in a better way. Cause when they, they let their guard down, I feel like in a very different way also, like it's nice. You're just a person to person. If you don't define yourself by your job, which I agree with, by the way, this isn't a challenge question. Nope. Challenge isn't a trick question. <laughs> I think about this all the time and it's like, honestly been like a really big lesson for me in the last two years. And like, kind of transitioning out of always doing stand-up and thinking I needed to like define myself by being a comedian because that meant this whatever and that's a whole but that's why I'm asking you this I don't hear many people say what you said which is if you don't define yourself by your job How then my you? question to you is what do you define yourself I by? think it's uh, put it this way I always say if you I mean look you just said it if you sat with me at a dinner table unless you specifically asked me what I did chances are you wouldn't know what I did because yeah. I just wouldn't lead with it. And I would yeah. hope that there'd be so many other things of conversation we could have and what you'd get to know about me would be like how I like to talk, what I'm interested in, how I like to connect. And for me, it's more about connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I define myself by my own qualities, which I'm not going to list here. But, <laughs> but um, and I think it, for me, it was very helpful. So like when to bring it full circle, the entertainment job ended. Yeah. I had a really pretty easy time with it. Look, I still had an ego, but there was a very short period of my ego needing to heal, which I was fully aware it was ego, not what I wanted. Mm. Um, but otherwise I was fine. And part of it was I didn't define myself by the job. So I wasn't worried about all of a sudden people not talking to me. I was like, oh, whoever doesn't talk to me, not a friend. I knew my right. closest friends from entertainment are still my best friends now. I'm still friends with so many people from there because it's just, I still feel like I behave, act, talk exactly the same way as when I was in that job as I do now. And as I will do whatever happens with the den and me, anything. Like I feel like you should, no matter when you meet me in my life, I should feel like that same exact person to you. So Does that make sense? Totally. Like what I hear from that and what I love is just it's really about like how the thing makes you feel inside, not how the thing makes you Portrays look. You. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because to me, it's like it's part of a description of you. It's part of like hopefully you're enjoying it or you're not enjoying it. Whatever it means, what that job is, it's part of what you do day to day. But if it's your entire personality, then you have to do some searching. Because yeah. what happens when it goes away? Yeah. Because things like shit goes away. Money yeah. comes, money goes, jobs come, jobs go. I mean, that's my thing always like how can you – know that no matter what you are data like you know who you are no matter what's going on around you totally I had that I learned that lesson so hard luckily I love when you said so hard so hard when I was 26 when I got fired from Rachel Zoe and at the time you know it was like it was such like a quote-unquote like prestigious position to have and very cool yeah there was definitely cool factor involved and I definitely like I wouldn't think I like led with my ego in it like not to throw shade, but there was a lot of people I worked with who like had an air about them. Like they 
were, you know, whatever, because they had a rachelzo.com email address. And I like inside, <laughs> inside, I, I thought I it was, exactly like, I was impressed with myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. But like when I lost that job and was asked to leave, which we can definitely talk about on another show. Were you asked to leave like in the moment? No, 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 and no. Now I, got you're proper, I, know, I got properly But I mean, you have go. to give yourself props because you were like a main starter of the Zoe Report, yeah. which is huge. Thank you. Because I remember when I saw that they just had like an anniversary party, I actually texted you and I was like, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. You should always be proud of yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm so proud of that. And I uh, helped pick out that font that is now like See, but plastered. isn't that awesome to still see that? Totally. Like, that no, and like it's grown exponentially. It's so amazing. Um, and I'm very, pr- and I'm so young too. Like I was got hired when I was like freshly 24, like baby my lucky number and beautiful so to then kind of have to start at square one and and I no longer had that part of my identity was like a it was a massive heartbreak but it I was so in hindsight I was so grateful that I received that lesson early really early relatively I did the same thing yeah when the WB disappeared and we all lost our jobs and I was okay then I was young enough where it didn't matter really but I saw what happened to everyone around and I saw how people crumbled without it and without the identity. And that was really helped really ensure that feeling in me of like, it, this is, it's a yeah, job. Cause it can go away in a very lucky second. job, a fun job, an amazing job, but it is a job. Mm. And, um, yeah, cause it, it's a great lesson to learn and you're lucky you learn it young. I felt the same so thing. So grateful, but it was, it was a wild ride, but it's also kind of what segued me into really wanting to dig deeper in wellness and all that went on my first retreat in Costa Rica because of it like all the good things happened you know just like all all in time and yeah I my brain is not working today so I feel like I could speak much more eloquently about it another time but do you think it's because we were smoking weed so late last time wait that was a picture I saw on Instagram right yeah I, t- I texted you I'm like if there's not Burger King fries that's just like at, at this like podcast McDonald's. I'm out it was McDonald's yeah. I'm like I'm out we had a pretty <laughs> epic vision boarding <laughs> event last night with our dear friends which I had one chicken nugget one bite of a fish fillet one sip of a, a milkshake and f- 10 french fries <laughs> I love but it's gross how gross they get. Yeah, so, they oh, really they get turn into soggy. like... Yeah, you're like, I can't believe that's what's actually now sitting yeah, inside of me. Yeah, it's wild. Don't say it. Don't, don't run it. <laughs> but, um, Paul, thank Wellness. you <laughs> McDonald's. so much. In a right. You guys, this was adore awesome. You. Yeah, I, I love you, this. You guys are you. great. Thank you're you. You're great. No, this was really fun. Um, so the we have the La Brea location, Studio City location, at the Den Meditation yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, denmeditation.com, Den Meditation on Instagram. Check us out because we also do tons of retreats like all over the world. Oh, cool. So like there's plenty of stuff to do with us if you're not in this area, I like to tell people. It's like we have stuff online, but the retreats are pretty awesome. You know, we're going to Italy in March. We got back from Bali with Ryan Weiss. Amazing. Fun. Yeah, oh, that's, we in, he was with you guys? Yeah, we were in Greece oh last summer. So we're going to Peru. We're going to Nicaragua with Kelsey. Perfect. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff coming. So Amazing. there's plenty of stuff for everyone. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank, oh, thank you, you guys. Coming. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde. We need to give love to our sponsor today, Care of Vitamins, who at this point, they're really part of the That's a Retrograde family, I would say. Have you guys tried them? Are you loving them? If you haven't tried them yet, you should head over to TakeCareOf.com, take the simple quiz on the site, and it will help you hone in on what supplements to add to your monthly supply of tiny, cute packets that come right to your door. Ooh. You can go with their suggestions for you, or you can build your own combination, and then a month's worth of high-quality, personalized, teeny, tiny, cute, adorable packets made just for you with your name on it will arrive in the mail. It's cute, and it's convenient, and I love the ease of the process that Care of Supplements and Care of Supplements cost about 20% less when compared to similar brands at the local store. You know she loves a deal. She sure do. So why don't you guys go over to TakeCareOf.com now, take the quiz, and then get your personalized vitamin recommendation. And then use offer code SORETROGRADE to get 50% off. That's 50% off your first month of vitamins made just for you. Damn, 50% off. What? Just go to TakeCareOf.com, use the code SORETROGRADE, and you get what? 50% off your first month of vitamin. Damn. Damn. Namaste taking care of yourself, friends. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. Who's down with RNT? The T is Elizabeth and Steph are going to tell us how they're feeling now. So here we are at our other favorite segment. Roses and Thorns, which 
Whoa. Okay. I'm skipping ahead. Whoa. But I have to say, Major Rose is our Facebook group. Oh, guys. Which is Hello. popping off Facebook. Who the fuck knew? I sure didn't. I love you guys. It's amazing. So if you guys have attempted to enter and might not have gotten in, it's because you have to answer the question so that we can confirm that you are, in fact, listeners. And I'll just say it right here. The question is, what is Roses and Thorns? My side to rose. To be or not to be. For a this week. Or a thorn. Is all of your answers, they're amazing. And like 90% of you are sh- calling out Andy Cohen for all the shade. <laughs> and they're like, Roses and Thorns is a high and low. Also, shadily stolen by Andy Cohen and the Housewives <laughs> franchise. Not giving you guys credit. And I'm like, no, I'm not computer. worried about it. I know we're going to have our day with Andy. And I know it's going to be a beautiful conversation in which we gently mention that he may want to revisit our catalog. And if he continues to use it, please mention that's so retro. I also know that John Hill, who's a dear friend of ours, slash his ex-boyfriend, has already mentioned it to him. And he's like, that shady cunt. Why is he stealing that from you what guys? What does he say when John mentions it? I haven't gotten that, but he's like, I have to talk to him about this. <laughs> like, he, like, we've got people on the scene, like, working it out. I feel like Andy Cohen is, like, just you know, three degrees away from us being like really tight with him. Oh yeah. And then we can just talk about this and um, it can be like Roses and Thorns brought to you by That's a Retrograde on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Like a cute bit moment. Yeah. All about it. Um, Have you so, seen us as bartenders, guys? Guys, check out the Facebook group. Um, okay. My other collective rose is you, you guys might've seen, or we talked about this before, um, that we do like craft nights with our girlfriends. Um, the ministry of craft, the, ca- the craft coven, um, just a space to just go and hang with your girlfriend and, and create stuff. And so sometimes what happens is we get these, it's hard to get everyone together. You know, a lot of us have different schedules, travels, busy lives, whatever. So when we get the opportunity to bring seven of us together in the interest of just doing something like this, it's yeah. really special. So, um, we were able to do that last night and what sometimes happens is like we'll get together and we'll start we'll like smoke a joint and like have a glass of wine and then like five hours later we've just talked the entire time and like not created anything which is by the way that's actually my favorite thing to do in life but last night Olivia was able to really push us into doing like a intention setting circle yeah so the it was we called it a vision boarding edition yeah of the craft night yeah um and but no constraints on like no you don't have to make a board. You don't. You can make whatever you want. Exactly. If your vision was making a bracelet, like you could do that. My vision was reading magazines. <laughs> Elizabeth made everyone at the end share their projects, <laughs> and then when we got to her, she's like, "Oh, I just pulled some stuff. <laughs> I didn't make anything." Well, it was like at my house. No, I felt like I, I was like holding space. No, no, you just, were. You did great. It just was know. like so because I was watching you for the whole time, just reading, and I was like, "What is she doing?" <laughs> Steph, look at this. A fucking picture of a guy that once fingered me. Like, okay. In a tag hour ad. Casual. Um, so we, so as you were saying, yeah. Olivia held space. She's fresh off of two months at Esalen. So she's like, has all her like earth mama. Yeah, like major. Bringing people together powers like in full activation. And so she had to sit around in a circle. So I thought it would be cool if we shared kind of what we did. So if you guys wanted to try this at home, first yeah. step is get together your favorite people. Second step, kind of put a little like altar in the center as you sit in a circle, some fire, some sage, some Palo Santo, any crystals you feel are like extra good. Some and tarot cards, some tarot cards, some French fries, some champagne. Yes. Some weed. Yes. And or if or whatever else you want yeah. to like be offering into the space. Yeah. And um, then kind of pick a leader and have her or him or them. Um, they. They uh, provide like a little like drop in meditation kind of rooting into the moment I think was really the goal. And, and then offering a silent check in of asking how are you feeling and then going a little deeper with that and saying how are you really feeling. And allowing everyone to kind of like stew in that and see what comes up. And then there were tears and then going around and sharing is like a huge part of that. And one thing that Olivia said that I thought was really beautiful is that especially when you're in those situations with dear friends, you tend to want to like hold them if they're going through something emotional or like pat them on the back. And that can sometimes be a barrier for letting the emotion fully 
flow through. Mm -hmm. So really holding space for everybody, but not feeling like you need to like jump in if you see somebody having an emotional moment. And I think that that's a really important element to, to allow whatever needed to come up to come up for each individual person. Mm -hmm. And then we all shared what came up with how are we feeling and how are we really feeling? And then we busted out the wild unknown tarot deck and um, pulled pulled a card. And it was so mind blowing how every single person's card pull directly correlated to their share. It was literally out of hand. Even my like wacky thing that happened. All of us were like, yeah, done yeah it was almost like when i watched vanderpump rules uh, like it, it was, was so crazy. much better how dare you how dare you no but it was it but was yeah. fully fully so therapeutic so special so heartwarming i woke up with my heart so full and elated this morning of just like the juicy amazing love and expression that was shared and it and you know like a starting off a vision boarding moment with like really being able to dig deep like that was so It's funny because I knew what I kind of wanted to make like before any of that. I was like, I know what is in my like manifestation like heart, but I didn't really know exactly. And then just through that conversation, through the whole process and even just like listening to you guys, it was like, as soon as we sat down to start the crafting, it was like, I did not stop. I felt myself getting so manic, like I was cutting so fast and like, it was like, such an intense surge of creativity. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really special. So yeah. if you guys, you know. Get your best girls together. Do something. Are inspired and to cry. do something like that. Let and us then know. Craft. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Yeah. We would love to hear. Um, I think we should skip out on thorns. Yeah. Because, you know. Because it's a rosy day, guys. Why not? And. My thorn is my body odor in this sweater. Let's just say thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. We are so in love with doing this show and so thankful for every message we get and email and to see as we said the Facebook group like full-on conversations that have nothing to do with the show just bringing like-minded people together to like share tips. I hope tips. that you guys like meet and like start businesses yeah, together and just like, like your friends introduce other friends and then like people get married and like there's a baby and its name is retrograde. Yeah that's that's the ultimate goal <laughs> let's manifest that. Um, Stephanie. Yes. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks so much to Tal Rabinowitz of The Den She's for the being here. What a fucking angel. Yeah. Love her. And thank you guys for listening. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie F. Simbari. And this is That's a Retrograde. <laughs> and bye-bye. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.